everyone, welcome back to Arts Unraveled. Happy Friday. Um, I'm here today exhausted from a really long week. I actually almost wasn't going to release an episode just because I well, I just didn't have time. And so I'm here with my coffee. It is like 2 o'clock and I'm drinking coffee. And I'm ready to make an episode. I'm hopefully going to get it out tonight for you guys, but we'll see if that works. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys had a good week and I'm excited to dive, dive in to this episode. So here today... As our guest star, guest speaker, is my sister, Melissa Thomas. Say hi, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> so <laughs> Melissa is an illustrator. She's an artist. She is a licensed Star Trek artist. She's kind of booming in the animated world with almost 30,000 followers on Instagram. Um, and she's here to talk about kind of like her experience as an artist, her artwork, what she finds interesting, how she started in art, and just kind of like her experience and what she would recommend um, as an artist. So, Melissa, do you want to give any, like, little bit of a spiel about yourself? If you feel Oh, like my it? gosh. I have to give a spiel. Like, um, if you were to sum up, like, the Sparknotes version of you, what would you say? I am a full-blown geek and all that implies. Um, I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. You can name any geek- geeky franchise. I probably love it, except <laughs> for a select few. Um, I've been drawing since I can remember. I started taking it seriously when I was 12, 13 years old. Um, 2004 when The Incredibles came out, that just grounded my love for everything animated. I knew I wanted to be in that field. And I am pursuing a career in the arts, hopefully in freelance, working for companies, you know, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, um... What else? Marvel, Star yeah. Trek, which I already have on my plate, which is pretty exactly. cool. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the mini spiel. That would be the SparkNotes version. The SparkNotes version of who she is. Yeah, great. Cool. So um, since we talk everything arts related on this podcast, I wanted to get Melissa on here to give her experience. Um, so you kind of talked a little bit about how you started drawing. And I know I was kind of there for a lot of it. The Incredibles is one of the movies we all really loved as children. And um, once we started getting into cartoons like the Ninja Turtles from Phineas and Ferb, oh, that's yeah. kind of like, <laughs> well, like those are, I, I remember I used to draw with Melissa a lot because those were like easy shapes that I could do. And then she kind of, you know, got way, way, way better. And we were all like, <laughs> I can't keep up with this. So you can do the drawing thing and we'll just kind of stick to the triangles. Um, oh, the good old days. So, wh- when was it that you kind of realized, like, what were you drawing at the time when you were like, yep, this is this is what I want to do? Incredibles, for Incredibles. sure. That was Absolutely. early on. That's early that was, on. that was like, because that was 04, right? Yes. The Incredibles was 04, so that was like 17 years mm-hmm. ago now, right, mm-hmm. roughly? Um, I started taking it really seriously because that movie, to me, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but mom and dad wouldn't let me go see Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. obviously, because, you know, like, Anakin Burning and yeah, whatnot. It's a pretty yeah. dark film, right? When we were young, yeah. Right. And that was, like, an anticipated movie, and I had heard at that point that, like, The Incredibles was doing really well. It was um, really popular with, like, adults and kids, and so I was excited when mom was like, oh, you can go to this, because I was like, oh, it's kind of I'm like, oh, it's an, I'm an older kid. <laughs> yeah. It's an older kid movie. Yeah. And so we went into that, and... Even when I was 12, like, I was looking at this, I was like, this is a really serious movie with serious themes, but they made it animated, and they made it so well-versed so that both kids and adults could enjoy it. And even, like, the themes hit me as a kid. You know, there's, like, so much about, like, relying on your family. There's the whole, like, you know, Mr. Incredible leaves, and his wife thinks that he's having an affair when really, like, something totally different is going on. And so I guess... 
Like, I got into that movie. I was so enamored with it. Mm-hmm. I was enamored with Violet. I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was kind of obsessed with her. Um, but when we got out of the theater, after watching the movie for the first time, I told Mom, this is what I'm going to do for yeah. the rest of my life. And I knew it was something in animation or cartoons. I didn't really know what it was, but I knew that that was the moment. I'm like, this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I feel like everyone has that moment as an artist at at one point or another, and what's really cool about that is after that kind of took off, um, we all, like me and my sister, so Melissa, Grace, me, Teresa, all of us would all watch these cartoon shows, we would watch movies and things like that, and we would just kind of go on this spree of, like, drawing them, and Melissa was always significantly better than the rest of us, we always (laughs) knew that she was going to, like, go into drawing or, or be an artist at some point, but we would draw things from Phineas and Ferb to, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, Kids Next Kids Door. Kids Next Door is a big one. We I was did like, a little bit of American Dragon, Jake Long. Oh, that was a great Kim show. Possible. Kim so Possible. So all these, like, animated cartoon shows. And then I think what really took a turn was when your art started getting more, I don't want sophisticated I feel like is the word for no, it. No, I mean you can say it like you improve. Yeah, over time. yeah, but not just that you got more serious about it and it became something that you wanted to make a platform of. And so Melissa's now got this huge following on Instagram. She posts um all the time and it's usually in what like Star Trek, Star Wars, yeah, um, Disney. Yeah, pretty much pretty much sticks to that realm as of right now. Yeah. So out of all of those franchises, you got the Star Trek, you got the Disney World, you got the Marvel World. I know you do a lot of Tony Stark. What would you say would be your favorite franchise to draw? Mm. <laughs> um I love Oh gosh, you're asking me to pick like a favorite kid here. I enjoy <laughs> them all. No, 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 no. I'm being serious. I enjoy all of them for different reasons. And I, I'm not, like, to say, oh, I love all of They're all great, right, you know. Right. Um, and they are in their own different ways. But I l- enjoy them, and I like drawing them for different reasons. So one of them being, like, Star Wars mm-hmm. as a primary example. I'm obsessed with the Clone Wars. I love the Clone Wars. I love the character depth and relationships and the coming of age story in that and that's something that I can personally really relate to and I like creating like little moments between characters kind of exploring like the relationships that they have Mm -hmm. to each other um facial expressions is a really big part of that right you're really good at um so I would have to say that like Star Wars is obviously a big part of that whereas with like Star Trek you know I don't even know how to explain it I know everybody makes fun of the original series, and they have every right to because, (laughs) like, you get, like, can't be acting, can't be plots, can't be sets. But the reason I personally enjoy it is I just love the dynamic between the main three, Mm -hmm. and I love the relationships and how much the characters challenge each other in conversation. Mm -hmm. And I would even argue that, you know, the commentary in Star Trek, you know, like, talking about the future, talking about morality is part of the reason it survived. And I like drawing it because I like exploring those themes i'm very interested in character relationships and i'm interested in how they can challenge each other as individuals and i think a lot of that plays into the passion of the artwork that i create yeah so i feel like i feel like i see that in your art like it's usually if you were to um look at some of melissa's artwork um which we'll talk about where you can find that later but um if you look at it a lot of it's this deep relationship driven art so it's not just like cartoons in action and some of them are um Mm -hmm. some of them are like lightsabers and you know fighting and things like that but a lot of them are relationship moments and I feel like that's something you really like to draw on Mm -hmm. pun intended draw on Um, pun intended (laughs) yeah in 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 your art and I feel like it's a strong suit of yours and I feel like it does really well with your audience thank you 
Um, speaking of your audience, um, how would you say social media kind of plays into being an artist? Because obviously we're in a digital age where you kind of need to be on social media as an mm-hmm. artist, whether you're a singer, a dancer, an artist, choreographer, whatever you're, where you're doing, you really need to be on that platform. Mm-hmm. And I know you started on something like DeviantArt, which was oh, like God. where you started. <laughs> The dark side of the internet. We don't go there, Simba. <laughs> that yeah. is, ooh, that was that's that's a that's a dark place of the internet. Anyway, continue. right? Sorry. Yeah, but like that's where you started. So yeah, you had this account. That's where you started posting, and mm-hmm. there were people on there, and they would. I mean, whether for better or worse, there was some weird stuff on that site, but that's where you started. Yeah, and then you kind of moved on to this Instagram thing. Mm-hmm. So, how important would you say a website or something like Instagram is for an artist today, specifically in what you do? I think it's important to have an internet presence and a lot of people would recommend having at least one account on all social media sites because it can really um, expand uh, the ways that people reach your work. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a really delicate balance that I'm actually still learning to find, especially within the last year or so because we have so much time to be on social media. But I think part of the reason why my work is gotten a following is because I was very consistent. Mm Um, posting every other day, being active on social media, um, being able to interact with others who interact with your art. Um, It's very beneficial because there are professionals in the industry that you can now message in like a second. And that wasn't available like 20, 30 years ago. Right. Um, And so I think the internet's really come a long way in being able to benefit who sees your work, Mm -hmm. who you can send your work to, and how you can essentially get your name out there. I mean... I went to Star Wars, this is just an example, I went to Star Wars Celebration uh, for the first time in 2017 and people knew who I was based on my social media presence. I was waiting in line for 10 hours for the, you know, the story, the Star Wars Rebels panel. People, like, I messaged where I was because you're waiting in line for it, like, I put it online, I put it on my Instagram, I was like, I'm waiting in line for the Star Wars Rebels panel. If you're here and you're not going to the panel, come see me. I'm here at this spot, whatever. Yeah. And people came. Mm-hmm. There were like 10 people that came. And they were like, oh my God, like I love your work and all this stuff. And I was so shocked because I was like, first of all, I didn't expect anybody to come up. Second, I didn't think my work was reaching this many people. Yeah. And so I really feel like, you know, finding your specific balance in terms of social media, it is important to be on there because it enables you to reach a wide, wide audience if you want to get advice from professionals in your industry and you're looking to improve or how can I get into Pixar? How can I get into Disney? They're there at like the click of a button. Yeah. Um, and just consistency, yeah. you know, and interacting with people. Like right. people like your art. When people, when somebody tells me they like my art, I'm like, I'm floored. <laughs> like I can't believe like you enjoy this thing I created. That means yeah. so much. Um, so I'd say like the, the presence is important. Don't be on it 24-7. <laughs> it's not yeah, good for you. There's a danger to that. Um, I agree. You shouldn't. You, you, it's really easy to get caught up in your own thoughts and to compare yourself to others. So I would say work to find your balance. Um, I'll post and then I'll run away. And yeah. then I'll come back and I'll check a couple <laughs> comments and then I'll run away again. So it's, it, uh, it's very specific for each individual person. But I would say that, you know, interacting with your followers regularly, um, talking to professionals, but above all, post work because you're passionate about it, not because you feel pressure to get 10,000 followers. I agree. To get 20,000 followers. If you're doing it for the followers, you are doing it for the wrong reason. 
I totally agree. And that's why I think that's where people fail is they, they do it for the attention and then they don't even enjoy the work that they're doing. Yeah. And then it becomes work and mm-hmm. it's it's not fun. And it's not. And yeah, it's not what we create art. And I think that's a really good point. Like there are people at a click of a button. I just DM'd a professional that I really, really liked that I wanted mm-hmm. to get on this podcast. And I was like, hey, I really like your work. I'd love to get you on the podcast if you're interested. The worst that he could say is no thanks. And that would be fine. But at least I put myself out there and said, hey, I really enjoy your work. I think other people would enjoy your work. And I'd love to talk to you about it. You know, the worst you're going to hear is no. In this yeah, industry. it's like you're not going to lose. Right. <laughs> and I think there is an importance to be on social media. I, th- I don't know how else you'd connect nowadays. If you're a creator and you're not on social media, you're doing something wrong. You are missing an opportunity, you're missing connections, you're missing something. Well, it's difficult to promote yourself if you're not interacting on the internet. I agree, I it's, agree. It's difficult. I think you at least need a website. If you don't want to engage on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but I do think if you're a creator that you need to have a website where people can find you, where they can contact you if they're interested in getting you for some client-based work. I've had that happen to me mm-hmm. multiple times. Um, but yeah, I mean, as long as you've got a website... You're online, you're aware that, like, you can contact people by email or if you're making an effort, I think I think that's plenty. Yeah. So, speaking of all of that, um, <laughs> you kind of built this platform for yourself. And mm-hmm. I think the main audience, where, where it's the biggest, is on your Instagram. You right. have, like, 30,000 followers on your Instagram. Um, so two questions regarding this. First of all, how do you, when, when did that blow up? Was it like one picture and it was like, bam, or was it like, I posted consistently every day and that's how I grew to 30,000? Uh, when Infinity War came out. Got it. Because I was really into Marvel at that time. Right. Primarily, primarily because... When Infinity War came out, I just, I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved everything about it. I thought it was a really well-balanced film. I like what they were able to do with the characters. I just really liked it a lot. And I think, um, you know, up until that point, I had really been into the Iron Man movies. You know this. I don't have to explain this to you. Right, yeah. Um, And I just started posting Marvel art, Mm -hmm. specifically Tony Stark art. And it blew up. I don't know what happened. I just think that... All, I Honestly, if I'm going to be completely frank with you, Rachel, I think the Marvel fandom is bigger than the Star Wars fandom. I do. Mm, because the second I started posting all of this Marvel-based fan art, it's like unbelievable. I was getting like 400 new followers per week. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I can't believe the numbers that went up after I was posting the Marvel stuff. And then uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah. When Spider-Verse came right. out. That's I, right. Who doesn't like that movie? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's great that movie came out. I was posting a bunch of Miles Morales, Peter B. Parker art. Mm-hmm. That all blew up. I think people found me because of how consistent I was being with the Spider-Verse right. art and because I was so crazy about that movie. And I think afterwards, it just grew into this massive following. And, you know, eventually it kind of just, it it went down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because, you know, like, I fell away from Marvel. I didn't really like Endgame that much. Um, and so I kind of fell away from it and... Uh, then the whole algorithm changed on us. Yeah. And I yeah. lost a lot from that. Um, but I would say the the Marvel stuff is really what got it going. And I think part of it was that you posted when Marvel was big. Say you had posted about Marvel mm. and another movie was coming out. I don't mm-hmm. think it probably would have 
you know, blown up as it much. It was relevant. Yeah. It was relevant to fans. And there's a huge fandom, like you said, for Marvel. There's a huge fandom for Star Wars. There's a huge fandom for Star Trek. So when big things come out in those franchises and you're posting about them, people are going to find you. Yeah, exactly. So and I, the tagging. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that really helped. Yeah, so I feel like that's a big thing that, you know, we got to post as creators. You got to make, you look at what's relevant in the world today and mm-hmm. try to reflect your art based on what's relevant mm-hmm. in the world. Um, so kind of going off of that a little bit, you started out drawing in a sketch, like a sketchbook, mm-hmm. right? You would buy these sketchbooks. I remember you used Prismacolors. You had all these. Oh, yeah. You would draw all the time. You'd use these markers, things like that. So you have all this equipment now. And I'm we're sitting in Melissa's room right now, and she's got her tablet out, and she's got her artwork up. Um, and you use, what kind of tablet is it? It's a, so I actually have two different tools. So I have a Wacom Intuos Pro, I believe. Mm-hmm. I had the four at first, but then I think they discontinued that. So right now I have the Wacom Intuos Pro, and I've had this for like five years now. This is a great tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a uh, iPad. Nice. 12-inch Pro iPad. Um, and I kind of use a combination of both of those. Um, I have a old Lenovo Windows laptop, which is pushing eight years here. It was my wow. first laptop. That's right. Um, so I should probably replace that now that we're talking about it. Um, and then I also have a, a Mac, a little Mac laptop. So I don't really stick to one tool. I'm kind of all over mm-hmm. the board. Yeah, so this which, is something you've built. Yeah. I mean, this is from, like, gifts to just buying them yourself. It's just a, a, a toolkit that yeah, you've it's Yeah, it's a good variety of tools. And I don't think that there's one right way to do it. Right. I think everybody can find their own individual way of making art. It's not to say, like, mm-hmm. Photoshop is the only way that you can make art, and that's that. Like, no, that's not yeah, how that works. Clearly. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, I guess it would come down to finding what tools, A, interest you, and... B, finding what works for you, specifically. So, right. That I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend to artists who are just starting out and are like, look, I don't have the money to buy a tablet. Should I? they start in a sketchbook? I know you started tracing as your first. Like art, yeah. you used to trace art, and then that's how you got better and better mm-hmm. and better at it. So what would Which, you recommend? Which, by the way, tracing is not cheating so long as you're not taking credit for it and right. calling it your own. Yes, I agree with that. So would you recommend, you know, getting a sketchbook, drawing? Would you recommend, what would you recommend as an artist? Somebody who's like, look, I want to get better at art. Well, uh, there's a lot of different ways to get better at art. The first thing is, is draw Mm -hmm. consistently, often. Don't sell your soul to it. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, like, and what I mean by that is don't abuse yourself into being like, oh, God, I have to draw everything. Like, don't treat it as punishment. Because if you're treating yourself... Like, I have to punish myself into getting better at art than you're doing it wrong. Right. Trust me, I know. I've, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say start in a sketchbook. Start with the basics. Mm-hmm. Learn the fundamentals of drawing. Yes, that includes life drawing. I didn't like it at all, but it's helped me immensely. Study artists who inspire you. I like that. Glenn Keane was a big part of getting me started in art because I don't have to if I have to explain who Glenn Keane is <laughs> I feel like there's a problem if you don't know he's a Disney animator he pretty much worked on all your favorite films like Beauty and the Beast Aladdin um Little Mermaid right Tangled yeah it was his last film he worked on for Disney he's a great artist but find artists who inspire you mm-hmm. figure out what you like about their work how can you apply it to your own work um the list goes on and on there's not one single pathway to improve there are multiple pathways but I would say if I were to give any advice is to 
Be curious. Yeah. Don't freak out. You've got plenty of time to improve. <laughs> Find people who inspire you and draw as often as you can. Yeah. But don't abuse yourself into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because then it's not art anymore. It's then it's punishment. work. Yeah. No, then it's work. work. Um, again, kind of related to that, that, that brings up another question that I wanted to ask you, which I feel like I want to ask all my guests, artists, when they come on here, mm-hmm. because everyone deals with this differently. But how do you kind of deal with, I don't know, hating your work as an artist? Because everyone produces or creates something they don't like. I'm a choreographer and dancer, and sometimes I choreograph something and I'm like, that wasn't my best work. Or it doesn't receive the love and attention that I want it to. And that's really hard to deal with when it's, mm-hmm. you know, your baby. It's your child. It's mm-hmm. the thing you made. So how do you deal with that? And then what would you recommend for other people when they're dealing with that? First of all, walk away. Yeah. For a bit. And I don't mean, oh my God, walk away forever. Yeah. I'm never going to improve. Um, when that's happening, I think that that is a form of art block. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think a lot of people just take like, oh, okay, I can't draw anything, blah, blah, blah. I think you've mentally exhausted yourself, which you could also call burnout. Yes. And I think you need to walk away and just kind of put art to the side and invest in something else. Who who told you? Was it Sutton Foster who said have a, another hobby? Yes. Yeah. That's a really good piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are two most important things here when I think of, you know, hating on your work. The first one is, You are not your thoughts, Mm -hmm. and whatever you're hearing in your mind is not true. And so you almost have to get yourself to a place of acknowledging that it's not the truth and counteracting it with a positive affirmation. So I've recently, shout out to my brother David for telling me this because this nearly saved my life. Um, He recommended the book The Artist's Way Mm -hmm. to me, and he sent it to me in the mail and he was like this book will change your life and I was like all right all right okay like whatever I started reading it and (laughs) basically it is a oh you dropped your your phone basically it's a workbook that helps you deal with burnout and to help you find a better balance um of your art life and your I don't want to say like regular life yeah yeah. But it's finding the balance between those two things. And a big part of that book is realizing when you're self-abusing. Yeah. And when it's time to walk away and to embrace life a little bit more and experience it. So when you come back to your work, you have more ideas. You know, it's a it's a very delicate, like, spiritual relationship between you and your art. And if I could, like, recommend that book to anybody, it will, like, save you in terms of, your art life and it is called the artist's way by i think it's julie cameron yeah yeah and you should link that right i should i'll put it in the description Um, (laughs) the second thing is well the first thing for uh burnout art block is walking away yes taking a break Uh uh-huh investing into something else i agree and the second thing would be positive affirmation for every negative thing that your mind feeds you you fight back and you go well that's not true because Look at the improvement I just made in this last month. Oh, I suck as an artist. I can't believe, oh, God, he drew that so much better than me. She drew that so much better than me. It's like, well, they're not me. How is that fair if I'm comparing my work to them when I'm not meant to be them? You know, I think a big part of, like, artist block is not really trusting in your own voice. Is thinking, like, oh, I'm not good enough because I can't draw like Glenn Keane. Well, I'm not Glenn Keane. And I shouldn't expect me to be Glenn Keane. That's not fair 
to me because his work is his work and my work is my work. And yeah, he's going to inspire me. I'm going to take things from him. I'm going to learn from him. But I'm the goal is not for me to be him. The, the goal is for me to be me. I mean, to quote Chifu and Kung Fu Panda 3, he's like, I'm not trying to turn you into me. I'm trying to turn you into you. And I was like, okay. I don't know what that means, but all right. That's what I think of. Um, so I'd say walking away and positive affirmations. I mean, that works for me. I Again, there's no right or wrong way to... Well, yeah, but I really like what you said. You can't compare yourself to any artist. You're not meant to be anyone but no, yourself. No, it's like, you're not supposed to be Sutton Foster. No. That's not your goal. No, no one you're wants You're not supposed to, to be me. Grace. Yeah, like, exactly. No one's no supposed one, to be yeah. you're not, and I totally agree with that. I really like that, that you can use that comparison thing, because I think almost... If you, every artist has done it. I, I can't sing like her. I can't dance like her. I can't act like her. I don't write like her. Mm-hmm. I don't draw like her. You know, all these things, and we can't be doing that as artists. Um, so I think that's really, really good. Um, my last like couple questions will be, um, so we talked about like your favorite franchise, mm-hmm. like who you like to draw. So who would you say is your favorite person to draw out of the sense of like, it's fun to draw this person? Oh. I'm sure there are people <laughs> that are harder to draw. Um, do I draw? Or more Let's just go to, to my draw. Instagram profile. <laughs> um, okay. So someone. like, fa- like, like favorite. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't oh, I like drawing this character. Okay, so it, it it genuinely depends on my mood. But if I had to pick three at the top of my head okay. right now, I love drawing uh, Bones from mm-hmm. Star Trek. Right. I don't know what it is. His character is so relatable to me. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I love DeForest Kelly. I love the character of Bones McCoy. And so whenever I draw him, I just legitimately have such a good time with it because yeah. I relate to that character. I also really enjoy drawing Captain Rex and Ahsoka Tano. Mm -hmm. Big comfort characters to draw. Like, I am so completely happy when I draw them. I can't explain it. It's like, oh, like, it's like saying hi to a friend. Like, oh, hello, how are you? (laughs) Like, it's just nice. I just enjoy it so much. Yeah. Um, And then Tony Stark was a big comfort character for a while because I just, oh, he's got such a good character arc. I won't bore you with the details on that, but. Good character arc. But yeah, so you'd say you'd group Ahsoka and Rex together, and then you'd have Bones, and then you'd have Tony, Tony Stark. Tony Stark, yeah. Which are all from different franchises, so that's mm-hmm. good that you got three different, and they're big, they're big franchises. Yeah, and I think I think that's part of the reason why my Tony Stark art blew up so much. Yeah, I agree, because you like drawing him, and if you like drawing something, and, you're producing and the, it so and much. And I really believe that if you're passionate about what you're doing, it will play into the art, and people will see that, and they'll catch on to it, and then they'll be passionate about it as well. I totally agree with that. So, And I think that's come forth a lot. You have a lot of, like, um, uh, you do a lot. I don't know what I would call them. With What, what did you call the, the Tony? What was it called? Where you drew Tony Stark? Iron May? Iron May. Yeah, you had an Iron May. <laughs> I started Iron May. I guess May. it's Iron Man is who she was drawing, not Tony Stark. Get it? Yeah. I'm so clever. Yeah, so she has that kind of stuff. Um, but that's cool. And you can tell in, in, in your artwork that you like to draw them. And mm-hmm. um, they're clearly people, when you like something more, you're going to, you know, draw it. Or right, right, it absolutely. Um, all right. Well, if you guys are interested in finding Melissa's art, you can find her on Instagram at Melty Arts with a Z. So that's because I'm N- cool. That's N E L T Y A R T Z, not S. Melty Arts. Um, she's got all of her stuff on there. Uh, it links, I believe, to her website from there. But do you have a website link? I can always put it in the bio. Uh, it's www.meltyarts.com. It's pretty much just that. the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's got all that stuff on there. I'm scrolling through it now. There's a lot of cool stuff. If you don't see your franchise on there that you like, well, then you don't watch enough movies because <laughs> she draws everything. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add before we kind of wrap it up? 
Uh, nothing. Just have fun drawing if that's what you like to do. Um, if it's not what you like to do, just have fun with whatever your passion is because that's what's uh, most important. I like that summary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. 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 So, right. yeah. Uh, all right. Great. You guys, thank you so much for joining in. If you're here, that means you stayed all the way through episode what, three, four? I don't, I don't even know. know. I don't know what episode this is. 574. But, uh, yes, let's hope we get to that. Um, it's been great starting this podcast. I'm having such a fun time with it. If you want to be on the podcast and you're an artist and you have an idea, please, please hit me up. I want to talk to you. The reason I started this is because I want to learn more and I want to teach the audience more about art and about being a creator, especially during the quarantine times where you gotta find ways to create. So if you have a suggestion, if you have something you wanna talk about, please DM me, follow me on, um, follow this art account on Instagram. It's called Arts Unraveled. I believe it's just arts underscore unraveled, but I'd have to check that. I'll link it in the bio. I'll link Melissa's, um, what is it? Social media handle. Social media handle. In the bio, and I will talk to you guys next time. Say bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you later, bye-bye.